G'day and welcome to the 25th episode of the Barrel Up Podcast. My name's Albie and today on the podcast we've got an interview. It's been a long time coming. We've got an interview one of the best up-and-coming young players in Australia with Cooper Conley. Before we get into that, we're going to have uh, just run over some news because there's been a lot of news recently in the cricketing world. So let's get into the news for today with the Weekly Whack. This is the Weekly Whack. There's been a lot of news in the cricket world recently with the Adelaide Strikers have won their first WBBL title against the Sydney Sixers after beating them by 10 runs off the final ball of the game. Now, the Sydney Sixers needed 11 runs off the last ball, so they were obviously going to lose, but then they bowled them out in the last ball of the innings, which means the Adelaide Strikers have won. If you didn't know or haven't watched the WBBL that much, the Adelaide Strikers have been in the last three WBBL finals. They lost against the Heat two years ago, they lost against the Scorchers last year, and they finally won against the Sydney Sixers this year. And now there's a bit of a partnership in the middle of the Sixers batting innings with Nicole Bolton and Elise Perry um, both getting scores in the 30s, but they were 4 for 13 early in the innings with Alyssa Healy getting out for a very low score, Susie Bates getting out for one, and Ashley Gardner getting out for a duck. So there was a little bit of hope for the Sixers, but they have a lot of depth, but it didn't really look like they could come back at all. So well done to the Adelaide Strikers. It's been a long time coming because three years, they finally got a WBBL title under their hands. So hopefully we can see them next year get another title because that would be great to see. The Test Series of Australia versus the West Indies begins on the 30th of November. I'm very excited for this Test Series as an Australian fan. Hopefully we can see some good players. It's been seven years since Australia last played the West Indies in a Test Series. Now the West Indies team, especially the Test team, has changed a lot over the time. Like in the 80s and 90s, they were a powerhouse of a team with a great batting lineup and amazing um, bowl fast bowlers like Kirtley Ambrose and Bishop and players like that. But nowadays, they uh, aren't as good of a, as a test team. They're getting up there, which is good to see. Hopefully, we can see them uh, make a contest against Australia, but I still hope Australia wins, obviously. And speaking of the West Indies, the PM's 11, the Prime Minister's 11, so they pick um, 11 players on behalf of the Prime Minister to play against the West Indies in a game. That has ended in a draw with Matt Renshaw and Peter Hanscom being the obvious standouts. Matt Renshaw made 81 and he also made 101 not out. Peter Hanscom made 55 and 75. So you can see they're both really good players. Both of them have played Test Cricket in the past. I don't see why they're not, they won't play any more t- test cricket in the next couple of years because Peter Hanscom has been a great state player in the domestic format for uh, ages and he hasn't got any recognition for it. So I reckon Peter Hanscom and Matt Renshaw, they should be added back to the squad because they're really, really good players. So hopefully we can see them in the actual test soon. Martin Guptill, the third highest T20 international run scorer, has signed for the Melbourne Renegades after his New Zealand contract was released. This all pretty much happened because Liam Livingston, who was the platinum pick, the number one pick for the um, Melbourne Renegades, has withdrawn from the BBL because of international cricket. 
He got chosen um, in a test squad to Pakistan, which is a bit of a surprise, but hopefully we can see some success from him. Uh, and it's a bit disappointing for the Melbourne Renegades because they paid so much for him. But but as such successful players like Liam Livingston, you've got to choose between international matches in the BBL and other uh, franchise cricket around the world. So hopefully we can see some success with Liam Livingston in the future in more international cricket. Speaking of the BBL, Zach Crawley has been signed by the Hobart Hurricanes. Um, hopefully we can see him wearing the purple. Uh, he's a great T20 player, hasn't got much, uh, much recognition, but he did get high praise from Ricky Ponting during the Ashes. And Ricky Ponting is one of the coaches for the Hobart Hurricane. So that was probably why he got signed. I think it is why he got signed. So hopefully we can see some runs from Zach Crawley in the purple. And speaking of the BBL, Glenn Maxwell has broken his leg at a birthday party. He stated that I shattered my fibula um, in his leg. So that one, I think, was the first snap I heard. It was snapped in half, but it also shattered through the bone. He also chipped um, his other bone in his leg, his tibia. So both of the bones in his leg are completely pretty much destroyed which this means that he won't be able to play the bbl he was the captain of the melbourne stars he won't be able to play any of the bbl i don't think and will have a difficult road to recovery before the india test series next march he was chosen for that sri lanka tour he didn't get to play any tests which is a bit unfortunate and he was looking to try and get a game in the India Test Series because he has had some success playing Test cricket against India. So hopefully he can make a quick recovery and get in that Test um, squad to go to India next March. And speaking of Test cricket, Jofra Archer has been injured left, right and centre for the last two years. He played a massive role in his debut Test Series in the Ashes in 2019. He has played in England's intra-squad match before their Test Series versus Pakistan in December. Zach Crawley said that on the speed gun he was bowling 90 miles per hour, which is 145 k's an hour. That's what it said on the gun, and that is just fiery pace from someone who's coming back from um, injury. So next year for the Ashes in July, Australia versus England, hopefully we can see Joffre Archer back because he's a great, great bowler. Hopefully we can see some great test cricket next year. That is all for the news and moving on to the interview. Before we get into the interview, I would like to say thanks to the Wacker for helping me organise this interview, and obviously thanks for Cooper. He took time out of his busy schedule to um, for me to interview him, so thanks, Cooper. It means a lot. And this is the interview with Cooper Connolly on the Bailed Up Podcast. Uh, for the first ever interview on the Bailed Up Podcast, I'm joined by West Australian State player and Perth Scorchers player Cooper Connolly. Thanks for joining me for this interview. Um, Thank you. For- Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It, uh, big time that I've been trying to organise this interview, so thanks a lot. Uh, first question, how has your season been so far? Yeah, season's started off a little bit shaky. First couple of rounds I missed with glandular fever, but sort of yeah. straight after that, got back up and running and, yeah, started to get some runs on the board and sort of make the most of my time out in the middle. So, yeah. Congratulations on being named captain for the WA Second Eleven. It must mean a lot. Yeah, it means a lot. Obviously, sort of, there's good players around me. Like, I've had Darcy Short, Ashton Turner. I'd like, always wanted to lead WA in some, some form of cricket. And hopefully, this is just a little stepping stone for me and I can go all the way eventually. How's it going the other day, captaining uh, 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 for WA in general? 
Yeah, look, it's kind of a bit of a challenge. Like, I'm not, not used to captaining four-day cricket. So it was yeah. sort of me adapting to it as quickly as possible and sort of taking notes of Ashton Turner and, yeah, just trying to be the best version of myself. Mm. Do you enjoy captaining? Yeah, love it. It's something mm. I've always sort of done as, as a young kid and growing up sort of doing it and want to, want to keep pursuing my dream to captain all formats of, of cricket. What do you enjoy especially about it? I think it's more so like the tactical side of things. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not like a big speaker in front of everyone, but like I'll sort of be thinking ahead of the game. So that's what I kind of like. Just always like it keeps me one step ahead, one step ahead of the game all the time. So yeah, yeah. Um, you've also been captain for the Australian Under 19s. Um, how does it feel to captain an Australian side? Again, pretty similar to WA. It's Oh, it's a dream come true, but mm. that's 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 only a small step at the moment. Sort of want yeah. to get obviously all the way, but yeah, it was such an unreal experience, especially just to lead my country to fourth or third wherever we finished, and yeah, yeah, just enjoyed the experience. How was the under nineteen World Cup in general? Yeah, it was a good trip. It was sort of the only problem was COVID, and we were just stuck in a little bubble, so we weren't able to do do too much. But sort of, we just got around to each other's company. Just tried to enjoy it as much as possible. A lot of sitting around, but I guess that's what happens when COVID's around. But, yeah, such a good experience and, yeah, loved it. Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward especially to any more um, tours that you're going to do in the future? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know what tours are coming up for me, but I'm excited for anything that comes wherever it is. I'll just try to try make the most of it and just learn all conditions as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, do you have any tips for upcoming cricketers, like aspiring cricketers? I think it's just sort of if you put in the extra work, it all pays off and stick to kind of a process you have, whether it's batting, bowling, sticking to it. And if, if you're dismissed by it, be happy to be dismissed by your process. If you're sticking to your process, like whatever it is, whatever it is working for you and you stay by it, I think you're just going to stick to that plan and not change too much and go searching too much. Yeah. Um, what's your mindset like going out to bat whenever you're going out to bat for any sort of team? Is the mindset the same or does it change from game to game? Uh, no, mindset's pretty pretty, pretty much the same for all, all forms. Like, I'm a pretty aggressive player. I like to sort of score runs and take a couple of risks. So it's just sort of freeing my mind, a couple of deep breaths as I'm walking out and then sort of just play the ball on its merit. Like, Yeah. Um, are you going to be watching any of the test series this summer with South Africa and the West Indies? Yeah, I'll be watching most of it as much as I can, just sort of just trying to soak in what Australian conditions are like and see how sort of both teams go. Yeah. Um, Cooper, I do a segment on this podcast called Predictions where I predict the outcome of like a series or tournament in cricket. I would like to get your input. And because you're a Scorchers player, who do you think is going to win the BBL this year? Uh, it's always a tough question, the BBL, but I <laughs> yeah. just can't go past the first, first scorches. Yeah. I think, obviously, where that's where I am based, and I've obviously got full faith in um, us winning. So it's just kind of, I just, just got full faith in the boys, like such a good, really tight group, and just like we always learn off each other and like always supporting each other. So I feel like we can go go again this year. If you end up playing a game for the Scorchers this season, what do you think you're going to bring to the table as a player? 
I think what I'll bring is sort of a bit of, bit of a bit of energy to the team, like the young the young guy sort of just yeah. running around, energy all around, just sort of I guess running hard between the wickets, sort of just trying to trying to do my bit and just sort of yeah keep the energy at levels up for us. Yeah, cool. Um, and I do another segment called Super Sledges where I ask the listeners the best sledge they've ever heard. So, what's the best sledge you, or worst sledge you've ever heard, and when was it? It's a tough one. You've put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> I don't reckon I could probably. Some of them are obviously pretty confidential. You've got to keep keep them to yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I've had I've had some bad ones. Obviously, more leaves on a tree. Yeah. Um, more blocks than Legoland. There's some, yeah. so, some originals, but yeah, I can't. I couldn't give you the best one I've had. Like, Oof. I think it's just, it's really tough. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for joining me, Cooper. Yeah, no stress out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. So, um, the podcast will be coming out on Sunday. So, uh, yeah. stay tuned if you want to listen to it. Um, so thanks for joining me. Thanks. I'll keep in touch with you. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Cooper. That was the interview with Cooper Conley. Thanks to Cooper for coming on to the show. And I'll uh, always remember that was a great chat. So stay tuned for more interviews in the future. And let's head on to the outro. Thanks for listening to the 25th episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. This is the biggest episode we've ever done. Now, this was a long time in the making, so thank you to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Cooper. Thanks to the Wacker. And before we end the show, go uh, check out my Instagram at Bailed Up underscore podcast. For more cricket content and podcast sneak peeks, that's all from me. Albie's out. It's the